Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you, wherever you are in the world, via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and other participants in class, just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or newer, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% of their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code P-O-D at sweatconnected.com for 50% of your first class. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. Welcome to Wild and Basic. So today, this episode is going to be dedicated to another self-improvement tip. Uh, I know we talk a lot about like mental health and mention so many ways that like we can improve ourselves mentally. Uh, I think there are some episodes that I want to dedicate how we can improve ourselves physically. It will be something to do with our body and the way we look and stuff like that. Uh, so today is one of the segments that's going to be related to our smile uh, and especially our teeth. I think there are so many people, uh, they are uncomfortable the way um, you know their teeth looks like and they just don't like their you know whole smile because like their teeth looks crooked or anything like that. So I have a guest, he's a dentist. He's also a co-founder and a partner at Beam Street. Beam Street is a very interesting uh, place that you go that you can get your teeth cleaned. And there's also Invisalign there. It's like an orthodontist, but it's such a cool uh, experience that I have never experienced before. You guys follow me on my Instagram. Uh, I was there like a couple days ago. I shot like, I, I mean, it was all my stories. It was so cool. It's like all in one floor concept. And there's just like separated with just a bunch of like separators, but like so cool, neon and everything. It's very cute. I have to say it's so Instagrammable. And the staff was amazing. So it was a very cool experience. So I wanted to talk about that. And we'll also dive into some of the ways that we can take care of our teeth, uh, like this, so we can be healthy and we can be confident with our smile so that we don't have to, you know, judge ourselves. Thank you so much for joining us. So uh, you are uh, the co-founder and the partner at Beam Street. Uh, I was there actually a couple days ago. Uh, it was a very cool experience, actually. I I mean, like I go to dentist, but just more because like I have to, like not because like I like, oh my God, it's so cool to go to dentist. It's just so boring to go to the dentist. It's like, because my dentist is like in like 15th floor. It is like a cubicle. It's very boring. It's nothing like very exciting. So Beam Street is like super cute. Like it's definitely like a, <laughs> I think <laughs> when you guys, I guess, created it, it's like, it's very Instagramable place. It's very um, millennial, Gen Z focused. So can you tell us a little bit about Beam Street? Yeah, you know, thanks for that that comment and thanks for showing up to our space. And uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, you know, when I was younger, when I was in you know college, one of the biggest things was being able to 
increase access to care. And that could be simply being placed at the ground level to meet patients, the consumers at where they are, um, which is being with them and not needing to take the elevator or not needing to open a door or weights or whatnot. Um, and we wanted to make this area as, as easy and convenient as possible. Now, Beam Street was founded on that premise of uh, affordability, accessibility, convenience, and of course, having the time, right? So coming in, it's not like the ordinary dental office that you would expect. You know, we have nice music playing, we have uh, nice uh, aesthetics in the background, and it's just a pleasant place to be in. So we want to demystify what dental offices should look like or should feel like, even the sense, even the look, even the air, even the people. So um, we've been able to be lucky to kind of tackle the status, tag the status quo and uh, challenge that continuously. Cool, cool. So how did you guys like, were, did you always like thought it like that you were going to make something like this or you, how did you come up with the idea like all of a sudden like by yourself or like you guys were talking? It's a great question and it started off personally with me when I had done some startup where it was focused on hygiene and uh, accessibility to hygiene because we know we're as people in New York City we're just so so busy that we don't have the time to just go on our phone and just book online for an appointment for a cleaning and whatnot. Um, and since then, I was able to meet some great partners and uh, and all of our all of us as co-founders co-founder, found this great sort of mission where we wanted to achieve this and try this out. Where yeah, it is going to challenge you know a lot of the dent the current dental market is you know uh, going on the fifteenth floor, going on the fifth floor, but. We just believe that if we were going to do something that's, you know, exciting and cool, we better make it exciting and cool for us. Um, so we were able to piece our minds together and kind of see that, you know, having this sort of concept industry where, you know, having people work on, on their mouth functionally, as well as implementing and, and, and tying the two concepts together with hygiene and, and clear uh, straight teeth, uh, we were able to achieve that goal because you can't have straight teeth and great teeth, clean teeth, and you can't have clean teeth without straight teeth. So those two kind of just made sense for us because from a clinical standpoint, that's exactly how you maintain your oral health. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Uh, one thing, I guess this is just like because I was confused, I wasn't sure because after my cleaning, uh, actually someone came in to look at my teeth and everything. She said like I, I should go like because I have already a dentist, so I will go to my dentist. But so there is no dentist there, right? We don't, we have an orthodontist present. Yes, okay. So she's the clinical doctor who will be available to review, to see if there's anything that's dire, that anything that's extremely eye, you know, um, eye popping for us to, you know, to share with you. So sometimes we have, we see patients with teeth that are not, you know, in great shape and we say, hey, listen, if you don't have a dentist already, we can refer you out to uh, one of our networking, uh, our doctors, that, you know, in our, in our network uh, that we trust. So we establish a very close knit group of doctors that we refer to, just so that we know that from from by patients are being handed one person to the next, that the transfer of care is smooth and it's it's convenient for them. Oh, okay, I get it. So is that generally how it is? Like I wasn't maybe familiar with it because like generally I would just go to a dentist and that's just they would also do the cleaning. But like, is this generally how it is, or that's what makes like Beam Street is also different from others? That that's what makes Beam Street extremely different. And typically, from a stamp like like you mentioned, that 
sometimes you go to the dentist or a doctor's office and then they look at you and they say, hey, you know, you know I'm going to refer you out to someone. Well, we became the inverse model where we became the people and we referred people out instead. So, um, so we became the quarterbacks in a way, uh, which challenges a lot of the way people currently think. Um, so yes, you're right. It's not the standard uh, way of approaching uh, the dental industry, but it's exciting to know that we're different. Got it. How did you know, like, this is like, let's dive, like, because I always ask like a career related question first. How did you know you were going to be like dentist? Like, did you always want to be a dentist? Uh, you know, it's funny. I was a, I was a graduate from NYU uh, with an econ degree. Same, so NYU. <laughs> but I went to master's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was a college grad there and uh, in college of arts and science and I studied economics and went to dental school at Columbia. But uh, when I had done my internship and whatnot, I realized there's a big pocket of this void of experience in a dental setting. You know, typically you go to a dental office and say, hey, you know, this expensive treatment that's so, like, and that's the reason why dentistry, dental, dental care is being pushed back all the time is the fact that it's just out of the, out of the means. Um, so I saw it as an opportunity when I was like maybe 19 years old and I said, this is, this is not cool. You know, what if, like, why do, why do people, why, why can't people get amazing teeth or have healthier mouths if we can't afford it? Um, but I did focus a lot of my time on understanding patients and what it meant to create a great patient really like experience where people came in and were extremely happy. So I kind of combined all of that at a very early age, you know, said, you know, what, I wanted to be able to pursue that. Uh, I wanted to be a dentist where we could increase that access to care by kind of lowering our cost so that people who wanted a nice smile could get that. Um, so that was my purpose and I wanted to make sure that the team was also on board. So there was a similar vision where uh, the primary focus is make people happy. The secondary focus is, you know, let's get everything else fixed. Because I think that when people are happy, there's more compliance to going to the dentist and say, I like coming here. You know, dentists are going to dentists usually uh, not the first place people want to go to because of this fear of pain, right? But we wanted to remove that, those stereotypes uh, that, are, that are associated with the dental field and uh, I've been happy to have partners who believe in the same vision. Yeah, no, and one thing is like also, I guess industry is always changing, but like also going to a dentist, I remember like a few years ago and everything is just like, it's just so, it used to be super, super expensive. I remember I had like these friends from like France, they were like international students, they would always be like, okay, I'm just gonna go to France, that would be even cheaper for me to go to a dentist than like going to a dentist in America. Because like yeah. the flight would be even cheaper than that. Right, right. It's crazy that a lot of people will end up, you know, a lot of, a lot of times when there's a lot of dental work to be done, aesthetic work or surgical work whatever it may be they go fly to another country get it done get it done all in one to two weeks and come back and then boom finish but we tend to forget that with that because you go to another country and kind of fast track a lot of things you kind of do miss your you kind of miss out on you know that checklist so it's important to dot your i's across your t's when you can and sometimes not rush the process so which is interesting to see in the domestic level where a lot of companies are reducing their rates now uh there's big companies out there really just come kind of <laughs> slashing down the dollars and, and, and to the point where it is acceptable and you start to see that dentistry is becoming more and more uh reasonable and within reach of many people exactly and i think also like way before i remember when i was in like high school or anything it was like 
if you wanted to get your like teeth cleaned or if you want your teeth to be like whitening or anything like that you would have to go to the dentist like it wasn't it wasn't just like oh there's this product that i can try or anything or like oh yeah i guess i can just use the toothpaste but like it wasn't like there was a specific product because now there's like high smile there's like so many bunch of products like the companies that specifically just do things for that or there's i think like other products even just for like strain like you can get it like online like it's like a mold you can put in your mouth and they will do it and they will send you like this like uh, retainer there's like so many ways that you can do it and i think that's why it's making the market so much because i feel like when there's more competition and that's why they have to lower their prices because they cannot you know like offer yeah. the same prices because no one's gonna buy it right and, and you, you you hit the nail on the head right because uh dentistry is a very non like not a sexy field or industry to be in so they're trying to make it sexy again by you know having a lot of different startups who are what they call direct to consumer you know offering these oral care products to consumers directly that are challenging the status quo of many other big companies out there uh i think it's very exciting that it that adds innovation to the marketplace where that didn't exist um and you mean you know ahead you know even but the thing about dentistry is that if you're trying to perform dental work, uh, it's really important to make sure that it's being watched and observed uh, and managed by a dentist physically. Uh, there's only so much virtual care and virtual dentistry that can be done, especially for instance, moving teeth or even like doing some taking molds, for instance. Any miscalculations, any mis, um, uh, I guess, I guess, mis yeah, miscalculation is going to create long-term effects and outcomes, right? From sometimes negative, sometimes positive, but under the hands of a dentist, you can manage um, those outcomes very, very specifically. So that's where I think Beam Street comes into play, where we are creating or making it sexy again. We are being, we are managing uh, patient care, uh, and at the same time, making it very accessible to consumers. <laughs> Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautifully well-made cool products while using the power of business to give back to the community. For every State Bag purchased, State hand-delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need, but their commitment goes beyond the simple material donation. State Bags has your back. And part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you are traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% of their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That is 15% of your next purchase using the code POD at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. I know, I remember when I was, I don't know, like... 20 21 and that was like when i was starting my career like as an influencer and i th there was like one company that was like reached out to me it was like for like tea stuff uh and i remember when i used them it was for uh like cleaning your teeth like it was like making like super white but the products i've used like it worked for sure but like it made my teeth so sensitive whenever i would like even just drink tea or just iced coffee uh it would just hurt like it was so bad then i had to stop you know using it so what are like some of the tips that you can uh, say to people that like you know who probably don't go to like or maybe who don't have access so that they can go so uh, what are the first things that they should watch out if they are trying something online for their teeth i think it's 
overwhelmingly uh, exhausting to sift through the thousands of reviews that are bad and the millions that are good. Because uh, by and large, it's like going to Amazon, you're looking to buy something off Amazon. I look at the ratings, like, oh, it's 4.7 versus 4.5. I'll yeah. buy 4.71. I don't really care about it. Yeah. I don't care about the ones. The vast majority are all fives. So um, it's important to do your research. I think it's important to understand that moving the, the mouth is part of the body. And that if you're going to do anything to the mouth, you have to also consult a professional, right? Uh, it's like taking vitamins. It's like taking like uh, medications for whatever. Like you consult a professional to get uh, the best outcome and results. Uh, it's very, very hard to be your own doctor and you know, even becoming like your own WebMD provider. You know, I remember like when you get sick, you go Google, oh, I'm throwing up, what do I have? Oh, you have cancer. <laughs> so it's just the same thing and it's different, manifested in a different way. So I still recommend if no matter come, you know, when push comes to shove, it's always important, you know, do your research and consult a professional and, tr and consult a trusted professional um, because they can give you the best result best recommendations for treatment. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's like other things to like also, uh, I, I think like there's like, first of all, you should definitely have a dentist, I think, because something when I was little or like younger, I never paid attention. But then later on, I realized like I had problems. And also like, I think like you don't realize it at first, but like it will build up then if you don't floss or like, so uh, when are the times like the let's just say if what are like the minimum requirements or minimum ways that like you can I guess um, keep your oral hygiene because I know like uh, maybe not everyone has all the things that they can access to or they can't go to the dentist all the time but what are some of your tips that like you can uh, tell someone so they can keep their oral hygiene in place well first thing is having the proper uh, equipment that's necessary get a toothbrush tooth plano paste uh, floss regular flossing, regular clean brushing or brushing your teeth. Um, those are the absolute minimums. Uh, I think that at the very minimum as well, it's important to, even though it might be expensive or maybe access to care is not there, accessing care from the very, at least to start, will give you a baseline and a pulse of where your oral health is. And then you can take it from there. A lot of the times I have patients come in and saying, oh, I haven't been in dentist three to four years. And I say, well, you know what? Luckily, you're, you're healthy now, but doesn't mean that you're going to be healthy forever. So at the very minimum, come in, you know where your status is, and then you can maintain that status if you keep up with your daily oral routines. Now, a lot of the times, if we don't educate patients, they end up falling, falling off and then coming back again in three, four, four, three to four years. So if we can, as providers, provide that level of education to them, then perhaps you know, daily staying at home and making sure you you know keep up with your daily oral habits will be all you need. And so I think that at least go see a dentist to just get an answer, to know where you stand, because a lot of the times you may not be in pain, quote unquote, but pain comes in different shapes and forms. Pain can come five years down the road, but there might be something brewing for the past five years, but it doesn't show. So I still think that even though you don't have, you may not have immediate access, finding some sort of uh, advice would be better than none. Okay. Did you have like uh, any patients that who would like, who have come that like they were in like in a very bad shape 
um uh, like they're like you're like or oh, i don't know like it's been so bad or like they have uh crooked teeth or like maybe something happened uh i remember like a couple times when i was in college i actually had friend that like they were in rugby so like he actually got into like a very very bad uh incident like it was just so bad so i remember like he probably because he was so embarrassed that like he like he had that incident then he went to the dentist but like it was gonna take a while so um he literally i think quit that semester because he's like uh, i cannot like live with this shame like that keeping my because i think something like that i can also totally assume that because i feel like there are so many things that people notice about you when they first see you you know like i i guess like first thing is like your face which means also like that comes with your smile you know the second thing is like your body but like so like if you're concerned like because i feel like if there's something that like you aren't very insecure about that's why like you will always try to hide it uh, hence i totally get from his perspective but like did you have any patients that like they were like oh my god i just don't like this this needs to be fixed it's just because i'm so insecure about this yeah no time and time again i think that uh like you mentioned you it's it's very like when it comes to aesthetics you know the mouth is part of the face and symmetry is like what we call quote-unquote beauty is of course, if it's asymmetric shapes and asymmetric smile, whatever, people are going to be insecure because it kind of needs to all gel together. Um, so we have a lot of patients who, who who have decent teeth that they want to improve. And I have a lot of patients who have teeth that haven't been worked on for years and want to improve. But most importantly, they do have an overarching like theme, which is I want to get my mouth fixed and I want to make them healthier. And how can you help me there? Was it cosmetic or is it, you know, crowns or veneers or can I just move my teeth? And oftentimes people tend to forget that it's not about just getting veneers and crowns to make them all look nice and pretty and white. Sometimes all it takes is to make sure that the teeth are in position in the right location so that it fits well into the smile in your face. Uh, that can just mean moving your teeth to some orthodontic work. Oh, okay, okay. So for you though, so let's just say, like because you're a dentist, so what is like the first thing that, that comes to your head? like? with the first like because you know with some people they are like always like oh it's the i pay attention to people's smile or like uh or someone's face what do you pay the, pay attention to most like when you meet someone the first time because i know like i feel like if if something is your profession that is something that you tend to focus on the most um right. so as a dentist <laughs> you do focus on the smile yeah uh it's funny i actually focus a lot less on a smile and focus more on function because function is what I would say creates a long lasting smile. Because uh, if, you, if you're functionally improperly, you're gonna create issues down the road. For instance, to say you're, you're grinding your teeth at night. If you don't fix that issue, you're gonna create a, you know, years of years of work to be done. So let's fix that issue preventatively. Uh, so I tend to look at the way people function and but then the biology. Lastly, if it's an aesthetic thing, then I say, okay, oh, your teeth look great. But, you know, I think that some people are not necessarily too in tune with that, with the, the way they smile. Sometimes they just want to know how their teeth are doing. And maybe that, you know, maybe having the teeth straightened out and look nice and pretty is a plus. But for me personally, my focus is on function and uh, the way people bite. And because I want them to have teeth that last 50, 60 years and have no problems. Uh, and that's my goal personally okay okay i see because i know like some people they like generally um you know because nowadays people get so much like cosmetic stuff like so it's so hard to tell 
what they're using is actually what you're getting. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I mentioned the name of this company. It's just because this company is so popular because of Kardashians. Uh, I just want to just get an opinion and like what you think about it. High smile because you know they have like um, you know those like uh, LED light or whatever. They they have like these like lights that like you just put in your mouth and like it just cleans it in thirty minutes or so. Uh, supposedly that like helps. I haven't tried it personally, but uh, what is your opinion on that? I mean, each whitening product has its own pros and cons. I mean, there's a lot of uh, whitening products out there that share similar ingredients. Mm -hmm. uh, I I, ha I actually have high smile in my my fridge. I just haven't opened it yet because I haven't got a chance to sit down to put it on my teeth. I'll let you know when I get the chance. Okay. But uh, um, I, I do have one some of their products. Um, I, again, I, I like to test a lot of products too. Mm -hmm. um, different toothbrushes do different toothpaste because you just don't know the efficacy, the full efficacy unless you try it yourself. So I mean, do I, I do I have any comments or opinion on it? I'm not sure at the moment since I haven't tried it yet. But I've heard great great raving reviews about the product. So I. I'm confident that they'll give people some sort of, a, you know, some results. What about charcoal? Because I used like charcoal before, like I used like charcoal paste, uh, charcoal, everything to do with charcoal. Uh, <laughs> it definitely is just so gross because like afterwards it's just like you have to clean up and it's just so much mess because it's just, it is, it's too much work. I just generally, and your brush turns into like this black, it's like it's been yeah. in dirt for like years. Right. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about using charcoal as a part of the ingredients of the toothpaste because of the fact that charcoal is abrasive. So sometimes there's been science showing that there, there have been research saying that charcoal has proven to whiten people's teeth and provide effective cleans. And there's some other research I've seen that, you know, have, have shown that charcoal has been is too abrasive and therefore what ends up happening is they start to wear the enamel because that's what makes it look whiter is that the enamel starting to wear. Will I see, do I see the results uh, day and night? No. Um, some people, it, I think it's very subjective. Some people have different densities of enamel. So I couldn't tell you for sure also whether or not charcoal is extremely abrasive, but there are, there is controversy. People have talked, you know, very, you know, positively and some people have spoken very negatively so um, but for me uh, I think it depends on the person's the patient's enamel and being able to to sustain the sometimes the charcoal's abrasiveness you guys know how much I love CBD if you have been following me on Instagram or YouTube you have seen I have done so many CBD product reviews so this time I'm partnering with wild CBD Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market, only using real fruit and all natural flavoring. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit infused gummies and also infused sparkling water. Each gummy is dosed with 25 mg of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% of their next purchase from wildcbd.com. That is wyldcbd.com by using the code POD. That is code P-O-D for 30% of your next purchase. This is something like I, maybe this is just like a weird question, but so like, is it just normal to have like some, some, some kind of yellowness in your teeth? Because like, if you are, because like I brush like, 
I brush at night. I also brush in the morning. I also floss every night. But because I also drink a lot of coffee, iced coffee or just coffee, um, that's what I heard, like, oh, it just causes a lot. But, like, is it normal generally, even if you have been, like, doing everything you can? Yeah, you know, um, there's different ways of yellowings. First of all, age. The older you get, the yellower your teeth become, period. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. We're not at the point in our lives where we're going to have yellow, yellow, yellow teeth. But not yet at least but mm -hmm. there are ways to prevent it there's one of course you know professional whitening can allow for that uh in terms of the other yellowing yes staining with coffee some other drinks what red wine uh there are stains or even tea for instance they do leave stains that could affect the the, the opacity the whiteness of your teeth um so that's certainly one of them of course number two some people have very thin enamel they're very translucent and therefore what ends up happening is people see right through it and it appears more yellow. Uh, there's different, there's some, some people with, uh, with born with natural tooth teeth defects that are more prone and look more yellow. So um, yeah, it's a very normal process. We just have to find out what's, what's the causes so we can find a resolution for it. Okay, so this is like a tip that I found online, but I'm not sure it's correct, so I'm gonna ask. <laughs> so uh, apparently somewhere they said like, because if you don't want your teeth to get like yellow, especially from drinking coffee, you should use a straw because that like helps. Um, that, does that work actually? Yeah, so... Um, like from, the, you know, like just drinking by itself, like a sippy cup or like, but just the straw. The straw definitely helps because uh, it's going to help concentrate the way how you're consuming the beverage. Because what ends up happening is when you drink through uh, a cup without, you know, a cap on, whatever it is, the coffee itself kind of uh, lingers in the mouth for too long. And the fact that it lingers is what causes some of the staining too. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes my best recommendation if people are not using a straw is to rinse out with water right away to make sure you can wash out the, 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 the staining or the acidity of the coffee. Uh, but drinking through a straw is definitely a recommendation, but of course drink it when it's obviously not too, too hot either. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you as a dentist, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Oh, at the minimum, I drink around uh, three to four. Like, even today, I had this massive with caffeine withdrawal. My head was hurting. I was not having a good day, even though nothing wrong went, went right wrong. Just didn't have my club like morning brew. I uh, just had one earlier and just like day, day just, just changed, like it's day and night. Um, I have that minimum almost three to four. Not because I need the caffeine, but I think because I just like the taste of it. Okay. So because you're a dentist, I I'm sorry, I'm picking on you. Do you have cavities? I don't. I <laughs> you don't? Okay, okay. That makes me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, who took care of you? Like, because do you like look in the mirror and you're just like, oh my God, this is like 36, is not, 32 is not looking good. <laughs> How do you, do you just like tell someone or like? Uh, I am lucky because growing, my, my dad had great set of teeth. My, my dad has great set of teeth. My brother has great set of teeth. Not a lot of dental work to be done. My mom, not so, not so lucky, but, you know, we were able to, like, of course, like, access to care was not, you know, amazing growing up, so we didn't see the dentist regularly, uh, because, first of all, like, some of them didn't take the insurance or whatever it is, and it was expensive, of course, that's, that's like, the prime concern for many people, uh, but at every given appointment, I was very lucky to know that I had nothing done, and to this day, when I was at, um, uh, going to dental school, I still had nothing done, you know, I had my my classmates kind of evaluate my teeth, I had other colleagues look at my teeth, it's been totally fine, so 
got very, very lucky, dear. Wow. Okay, so you have to spill us the secret. Like, what is the... What's the secret? Secret? Yeah, like, you can just maybe tell us, like, your routine. So, like, maybe we can learn from you. <laughs> the routine. The routine. Oh, man. Uh, one of the biggest things that people talk about is halitosis, which halitosis means bad breath, right? And things that people talk about it quite often. You go to the dentist, the first thing I say, oh, I, you know, my... My girlfriend, my boyfriend said I have met, you know, a foul, you know, foul mouth, a foul odor. Um, so oh, for me personally, I always floss. I always brush my teeth. And Do you lose like regular floss? Like what kind um, or like those? Because I use like a water flosser, but like it's, it hasn't been the best. Yeah, I know. I use the one that's mechanical. So it requires a little bit more force in there. Because uh, I think there's something to be said about that tactility where you can feel the, the physical a touch of you know when you're flossing uh it's not about how it's not about how hard you floss or how much you like how fast you floss it's about how thorough you are when you're flossing right that's for, that's one for sure bleeding is a sign that you need to floss more so people think that oh I'm, I'm bleeding i'm hurting myself but in reality it's a sign that you need to do more for your gums that's one number two and lastly of course i always say brush your tongue like you have to at least your tongue scraper scrape your mm. tongue brush your tongue whatever it is because it's the plaque accumulation on your tongue that causes uh, this odor in the mouth, even though it may totally be fine. Um, but if you maintain that regularly, day in, day out, uh, there's no reason why your teeth can't be perfect. Okay. No, because like, I just want to know like, what is something specific that maybe you're using this so we can be like, okay, this is why it's not working. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, like I, maybe this is, I just want to ask, because like I used to use Colgate as the toothpaste, but it just never helped. And I didn't like it so much, and I switched to Crest, and that's why I have been using after. I because I have very sensitive uh, gum, so like I use also sometimes Sensodyne. I think that's what it's called. Um, sure. So, what do you like? Would you recommend? You're just like this is my go-to. Like, oh, I have tons of different toothpaste that I always try for fun. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, like I have a lot of companies send me some toothpaste. Uh, for me, I personally, uh, I couldn't prioritize or rank what's the absolute best because uh, for me I've been I've enjoyed everything that I've had uh, and I think that um, from and actually we think about sort of oral health um, oral health also comes from your oral bacteria which your oral gut and oral microflora so sometimes you can have you can do all that you can possibly do you can floss all day or floss all night brush your teeth all day brush your teeth all night but you just can't get rid of possibly quote-unquote bad bacteria the so bad bacteria is very very hard to manage because that can be the reason why you're getting all these cavities it doesn't matter how well you brush your teeth it doesn't matter how well you floss your teeth so even with all these subjunctive uh, toothpaste and so on and so forth sometimes it's not enough to just remove all the bad bacteria so that's a hard answer to uh, to the hard question to answer for sure Okay, but uh, okay. So this is like the last part of it. So do you do just twice uh, a day, like the one morning and one at night? Uh, is that generally the your routine? Uh, my routine, yeah, more more um, day and night. But um, when it comes to one pro tip, is if you are drinking anything that's acidic, orange juice, coffee, something of that nature. It's actually advised not to brush immediately if you are having such acidic drinks, because what ends up happening, the acid in the drinks will cause some like enamel erosion, which is the tooth kind of thinning out or being weakened. And you brushing it is going to weaken it some more. 
So my recommendation, if you, you know, I don't personally brush my teeth after drinking coffee because I just drink a lot of water after. So I dilute it. So I kind of kind of wash out the coffee that would cause some sort of um, erosion. Um, to that point, definitely morning and night. If I can during the day after lunch, totally will too. This is something that like, uh, I just wanted to ask as the last question is like, if you are aging over the time, what is uh, one thing that you would say like you should give up or like stop doing it? Like, you know, I feel like something we, when we used to, when we were a kid, like our parents would be like, you know, don't eat, eat too much uh, candy because it's bad for you or like something like that. But like as an adult, I guess, as you're aging older, what is something that you just gave up or like you don't do it, but like you just take care of your teeth so well. So I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> It's, again, a part of it is also good genes too, right? Some people are genetically not as superior in that sense or have that sort of benefit. Um, it's uh, believe it or not, smoking is one of the hugest things. Smoking is a progressive has a progressive outcome. You know, you can be a smoker when you're twenties or eighteens or thirties, and you don't have signs of what we call bone loss. But usually, because of a constant smoking over the course of a long time it creates it, it just aggregates so you just have a accumulation of all these possible issues later down the road because of just these side effects of being a smoker now of course on top of the smoking you know sugary beverages and sugary you know foods or candy whatnot anything that can cause that level of sort of um damage to teeth we try to avoid uh not only that for because from a dietary standpoint uh, yeah, sugar is great. It's nice, great for consume, get that energy. But at the same time, if you say you're a diabetic, you know, we're talking about the oral health and the systemic, the whole body health. On top of fixing your helping your mouth, you're also fixing and helping your body. So yeah, you know, if you don't have to drink that can of Coke, try not to. Uh, if you don't have to swish your mouth with Coke, don't do it either. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so a lot of people tend to forget that though, because sometimes do, some people, you know, do swish their mouth with beverages that they didn't think would be, you know, they thought that would be fine, but that causes erosion over time. A lot of the things that you see growing, like as you start to age, it's a fact, it's, it's a result of long-term use of things, right? Long-term use of eating candy, long-term, you know, using smoking, long-term doing of this. Um, and usually the effects occur and manifest itself much, much later, not now. Okay, got it. So where can people find you? Uh, I generally ask this like my guests because like they are like I mean you have social media too I I found yeah. your Instagram <laughs> <laughs> easy to find easy to find yes it's uh, so easy to find. stalk people these days yeah <laughs> so yeah it's very, hard. it's very I'm one of the few dentists out there named Lewis Chen so uh, you could you could find me at the handle Dr Lewis Chen on on Instagram and of course you know Beam Street uh, at Beam Street. Uh, that's where the practices are and uh, you can follow me there. Okay, sounds good. I will definitely put all the information in the description for this episode so they can find you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you.